Elsa? Do you want to do some blow man? Come on, let's snort some yay. Let's start with just a line or four, and then some more, till we can't feel our face. We used to be co-buddies, and now we're not. I wish you would sniff some bites. Do you want to do some blow man? It doesn't have to be some blow man. Go away, Anna. Let's get high. Do you want to do some blow man? I just did like a holy ball. You know I also bought some acid too. Dropped a tab at noon and now I'm tripping balls. Let's watch my little pony eat a bag of shrooms and watch the hours tick by. Tick tock, tick tock, why are there so many fucking clocks? It's like a Coldplay song and I don't like it. Elsa? Please, I know you're in there. There's so much trouble that I'm in. I need a lawyer and a place to hide, so just let me inside, or I'll get five to ten. I'm glad we have each other. It's just you and me. What are we gonna do? Wanna do some blow man? It doesn't have to be some blow man. It could literally be any drug you want. Or we could gum it. I would actually prefer that. My throat is killing me. My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been Alright, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from Aethercast. What's the difference between an angry wife and a terrorist? You can negotiate with the terrorist. And joining us from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy homies, Sid Swami to the rescue from Tim's horrible jokes. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us this week. You can find us anywhere that fine podcasts are distributed. The iTunes, the Google Play Music, the Stitcher, the uh, SoundCloud. Uh, did we ever get the link changed to soundcloud.com slash magic and hash, or is it still like soundcloud.com slash user dash seven four four nine one eighty three? <laughs> Check out soundcloud.com backslash user dot three eight four six two nine three seven four two one for all the best humor and content. <laughs> and now, a man who needs no introduction except for when he's being introduced, John Holland! Yeah, Uh, 
thank you guys. An introduction and an exit because I am trying to uh, flee the city of San Antonio before the GP descends upon us. So where are you going? Where are you going to hole up until this GP blows over, you know? Uh, an undisclosed island location. But, you know, I got to tell you, we got GP San Antonio, which is going to be fucking uh, unified Power Ranger team combiner modern or whatever the fuck it is. And... Uh, there, there is literally nobody here that I know of that is excited about this format. Yeah, I mean, how is any team going to win with only four Eldrazi Displacers among the three of them, right? Yeah, no kidding, but I mean, you know, you get four Eldrazi Displacers, four Flicker Wisps, and, you know, some other Flicker shit, and then you're really in business. You do have four bonus copies of Key to the City that no one is interested in playing. Yeah, I, you know, I think that there's this idea that by uh, doing these team rules and all this kind of shit that there's going to be some way rogue decks or C-level modern decks can shine and they'll be in the top eight and that's all horseshit. I mean, that's not going to happen. Well, the last time that we saw this team unified modern was pre-ban because it was at the Magic World Cup last year. And there was a lot of Infect and Dredge. And I think it's going to be way different for this upcoming tournament. By the time you're hearing this episode, I'm sure this tournament will have already come and gone. And I'm looking forward to seeing the spectacle of the shit show. Unfortunately, next weekend is also WrestleMania weekend. I don't think that I will be watching GP coverage during WrestleMania Sunday. Have, have they even announced what the coverage is for this? Uh, no, but it's probably Gabby Sparks and some other random dweebus. Yeah, that makes well, sense. Well, I mean, you're in a weird spot over there in San Antonio. There's really no major magic card store or TO that puts on good tournaments. Like, you have Fireball over on the west coast then uh star city uh, i am brian brown doing i am here to battle magic for an stg super iq an excellent way for people to play magic at their local stores it's also a great way to qualify for an stg invitational which is definitely the next step up after playing in like some iqs and opens is you want to qualify for the invitational which is kind of the premier event of the year just being able to qualify via an event at your local shop is just an amazing opportunity for a lot of players on the east but it's very rare that star city gets involved in a grand prix but when they do that shit's awesome yeah well don't tell that to heroes and fantasies because according to them for the people that don't know which is you know 99 percent of the rest of america there's this uh quote-unquote franchise chain that has like what like three or four stores nationwide called heroes and fantasies They pay the money to get like special alternative covers for comic books and all this other high-end kind of shit, but in reality, they're just like nowhere close to any of the big players. I'm Gucci, you polo. I'm Gucci, you polo. I'm fly, you polo. I'm fly, you So, Channel Fireball's taking over the GP coverage, but that's not happening until next year, right? Uh, I believe you're correct. Uh, I believe you're correct. Oh, no. I believe you're correct. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe you're correct. Uh, 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 I believe you're correct. You're correct. 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 Uh, I believe you're correct.
believe you're correct. Thank you, John. It feels good to hear that. Do you guys think that having one company putting on these GPs is going to be better or worse for the player? I think it's good. I think that they kind of have like a, you know, road team or whatever, you know, they can learn how to set that shit up and tear it down like a Rolling Stones concert. It's better for the player. Yeah, and from what I've heard, Channel Fireball has put on some pretty damn decent events. I remember the fucking spectacle shit show that was GP Vegas 1. I believe it was Legion that was in charge of that, and I heard about how fucked up that was. But then they brought Channel Fireball and to do the second GP Vegas for Modern Masters 2. And apparently that was an even bigger tournament and it ran like super smooth. I don't think that Channel Fireball is good at putting on events as Star City Games is, but I think they're like definitely a close second. And I think Fireball's coverage is the best out of all the people out there doing coverage. You like Fireball's coverage better than you like star city i mean come on cedric and freaking pat sullivan those guys are hilarious they are probably the best commentators i think yeah i I think fireball's a little bit more uh how do i want to put this i think they're a little bit more technical you know i think they know what they're doing a little bit more you know it's not just oh they have like 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 a higher production value yeah yeah it's like a higher production value when they get people like LSV on there and stuff, they're always prepared, you know, and it's not just them fucking around. I could see that. Now, Star City Games, it feels like the coverage people are covering for the guys running the cameras all the time. They're like, oh, we'll get back to that in a minute, you know? And uh, it's good to have Cedric and Pat be seasoned veterans, but, I mean, they really just need to get their A's and B's together. What they need to do is just get us to do fucking GP coverage. That shit may not be very insightful because none of us are geniuses in magic cards, but I bet it should be a lot more entertaining. Well, this kind of brings up an interesting point because every time I've been at a GP or any place where there's coverage, like the people who are actually, uh, you know, working the cameras and doing the tech stuff, it's always like a bunch of neckbearded guys from local community college who have no fucking idea what they're doing. You know, and that shows on the coverage. So, do you think that uh, Fireball is actually going to invest in the people and the technology to make this happen, or just the same shit? Probably the same shit until change is needed. They need to market better, like have commercials for, you know, advertising and stuff like that. Because once they can monetize better, then I feel like they'll be putting more money into production or this or that. But I feel like they are making their money off of just the tournament entries, and they should have coca-cola or pepsi or whatever yeah Yeah, i hear you man but magic would have to get a lot more popular for major corporate sponsors like that to be interested in advertising and sponsoring coverage well before that they'd have to kick out all the pedophiles and people with uh, arrest records and everything else from the attorneys and you know that's not gonna happen maybe we could get our homies over at comic cola to talk to Channel Fireball, see if they can work out a deal. Last time I, I tried calling one of the representatives of Comic Cola, and uh, they're still chatting on my phone. I just set it down. It's, it's never take a deep breath or anything. I just couldn't get a word in edgewise. Like, or when, when they're talking, is it like you may have won a free cruise or stuff like that? Or it's like the Micro Machines guy. 
Micro Machines Man here to tell you about the genuine original marvelously majestic Micro Machines Street Zapper Colossal Collection. Make these cars zoom and vroom, veer and steer, jump and bump, flip and fly. Micro Machines Man used to own a 1965 Mustang convertible, but his wickedly witchifying wife took it and everything he owned in a shockingly sadistic divorce proceeding that left yours truly emasculated, devoid of testicles, not a nothing but an endless empty scrotum swinging, swaying between his legs, like a portentous pendulum tick-tock ticking away the fleeting remains of yesterday's youth, fem, and vigor. Yes, the sea cow from the black hole of despair married Micro Machines Man, not for the everlasting promise of eternal tongue tickling, but for an amorphous amor only a sick sad succubus could infectiously inflict on a rapidly balding butthead with poor potential prospects. I'll never see my kids again. Tonight's the night of nights when a rigid Remington rifle barrel gets frenetically filleted and brain matter goes splitter splatter in the big blanket of dim dark darkness gives cold comfort to a broken bitter bastard. A more pointless product you can't take with you to the grave. Bye, Galoob. So when Channel Fireball moves on to doing GP coverage, is that just going to be the domestic GPs or is that going to be international as well? International as well. So, I mean, they'll probably have to have people like Rich Hagon and Paulo Vitor. Remember that time I recorded on Cash Mexile with you guys and I got to interview Rich Hagon? I have that interview. Here you go. Hello, everyone. My name's Rich Hagen. Hey, Rich. Thanks for lowering your standards and coming on a show like Cast from Exile. Thank you so much for having me. What do you think about Lawrence Harmon being a previous co-host of Cast from Exile? We're not excited by that. What do you think about people finding out about you coming on the show? That terrifies me. And what about recording with Sid Swamy? That invigorates me. All right. An evil supervillain takes over the world and is going to kill every woman and child on the earth, or else he's going to kill you. What do you do? Other things, like self-preservation. Hey, Rich, I heard you're a depressed guy because of the way women and people treat you, generally because, you know, you know, the way you look. So, how do you deal with that? I heard you cut in the past. What do you do now? Not many days go by when I'm not actually physically bleeding, and that's pretty grim. How do you deal with rejection? I don't like that feeling. I hate it, where someone else who's really smart is trying to make them, brackets, also really smart, to look dumb in front of people. How do you want your fans to remember you? I would love them to recognize me as not a gibbering idiot. What do you think of Randy Bueller? Wow, he may be able to talk, but he sure can't play magic. When I'm out at the bar, and sometimes I'm hitting on a chick and I'll notice an Adam's apple. Now, it could be a guy, but I don't want to miss an opportunity at love. Some guys feel fear or panic during this situation. Why? Because they're every bit as scared as you are of being the guy who's wrong. With the unpleasantness that happened at the zoo recently, how do you think those people sleep at night knowing that they were the ones that shot the monkey? If you allow yourself to be defined as a human being by your ability to correctly sacrifice Harambe at the right moment. That is not a happy place for a human being to be, and you have to divorce yourself. Being wrong is our natural state as human beings. We're wrong all the time about everything, and then very occasionally we do something right, like we correctly fall into bed and manage to fall asleep. With who? I heard you got to fill up LSV at 2013 Worlds. Um, which, is, which is an awesome achievement. What did you say after he ejaculated? I am covered in shame. And that's a wonderful thing. I want to validate what you just said, by the way. What? Letting LSV turn you into a glazed donut? How do you get out of bed in the morning? Like you say, you have to find a way to divorce your emotional feelings. So what, what's your impression of Cast from Exile? When you listen to a whole bunch of shows, um, it is very clear that the purpose of the listeners is they want to get better, as a group. Now, if you, if you say, what's the one defining characteristic of your audience? 
improvers. That's who they are. Um, and I just love that. I love the fact that people are always willing on this show to learn. So what you're saying is you've never heard Cast from Exile. Okay. Guess what? Learning makes you smarter and better and gives you more chance to win. The only strategy discussed on this show is how to get into multiple girls' pants. As long as it doesn't make me a bit of a dick in the way I play the game. So I'm not prepared to do that. Alright, so you don't want to fuck multiple girls. How do you bed one woman? I have to cheat to do it. Hopefully everyone feels like that. You know, basically. Alright, rate us from most attractive. We have Ryan Brommel, Sid Swamy, Matt Hoover. You got me and you. Uh, Tim and I are easily the worst two. Let me ask you, what do you think of Matt Hoover missing his pre-release? He's a sort of American Makahita Mahara. The world is a, is a luckier place for him not playing proper magic all the time. So three dudes and a chick want to take you back to their place and treat you like a donkey. And then maybe fuck you. What do you do? I'm very open. Wow, I didn't expect that. Uh, what do you think of Ryan Brommel? Terrible jokes. Come on, they're not that bad. He talks about weed. They are not funny. So, we learned many crazy, silly things about Rich. Thanks for coming on. Don't cut. Don't fuck random people or strangers. Don't be treated like a donkey. And, Rich? But most important of all, listeners, hating yourself for listening. Thanks for coming on, Cast from Exile. Anything else you want to add? I want to gouge my eyeballs out in shame. Bye. Well, Paulo lives in Brazil, but usually the European coverage guys will be like, Simon Gortzon, of course, you know, with the greatest line of magic coverage history about Owen Turnwald's strict haircut. You'll see him on the coverage a lot for Europe. And then when you get into places like the Pacific Islands, Australia, uh, Japan and stuff like that, they have a different coverage team that's usually led by Tim Willoughby. And what does a wallaby do in the house? He has a, a routine that he likes to follow. A little toast in the morning, a little TV in the afternoon, a little snack, and relaxation. He's a very lazy animal. And in case you were wondering, yes, he's housebroken the Aussie commentator. So it's interesting to see if they'll still have those personalities for their international shows or if it's just going to be more consistently Gabby Sparks and LSV all the time, you know. When they do these European GPs, they still want to have a name that's some, somewhat reputable, so they can't just have, you know, random name, random name. I think they really need to bring Frank Lepore in for more coverage. If it's gonna be Channel Fireball, they just got Lepore this year. That guy is a great personality. I'd love to hear how him and Marshall could banter. Kind of been a Frank Lepore mark since like way, way back. Free mustache rides. Bro, you could take a ride on that beard for days, man. It's like the magic carpet in Aladdin. That was a chance for you to put in like a whole new world. Do you want me to, you want me to start singing it for you? I can show you the world Shining, shimmering, splendid Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? I can open your eyes Take you wonder by wonder Over sideways and under on a magic carpet ride 
know or where to go or say we're only Tim, did you see the new Beauty and the Beast movie? Were you there opening night? <laughs> no, John. I was there Saturday morning with my four-year-old daughter, and it was amazing. And then I came back several times since without my daughter, so I could really enjoy it. There goes the baker with his tray, light full waves. The same old bread and rolls to sell. Every morning just the same, since the morning that we came. You know, as, as a parent, how do you feel about the exclusively gay moment that they've talked about? I haven't seen the movie, so no spoilers. It was really not that big a deal. It was like two guys dancing at the ball, but they smiled while they did it. So you're like, oh, they're Dancing gay. at the ball or dancing on the ball? That is why you fail. Well, in one scene... You know, I mean, it's basically like frame for frame for the movie. There's a few ads, so I mean, I'm not really spoiling the deal, but uh, spoiler: uh, Belle falls in love with a beast. So, um, anyway, the, you're the worst, man. This guy, <laughs> the cabinets and stuff are attacking people when they're coming in the castle, and this this uh, armoire wraps all these guys in dresses, and like two of them run off and like, oh, I'm covered in a dress, and run off, and one guy smiles and like waves back at the the armoire or whatever, and then walks off, and that's the guy who's like dancing with the guy later on. So you're like, oh, he found a a, a guy. So he was happy to be in the dress. You think he might have been trans and not actually gay? I guess. Are you, you going to assume a gender, Tim? Don't you dare assume a gender. All right, so it could have been a feminine beard and Adam's apple, but because I see those a lot. So uh, where do you guys weigh in on the whole question about does Beast have a human penis or does he have a dog penis when he's in Beast mode? Oh, I'm sure it's all mangled. Can you imagine trying to masturbate? I mean, he's probably lonely as fuck. He probably uses claws and try to get at that shit. That's what he's got Mrs. Potts for. I thought you might like a spotted tea. Yeah, I'm thinking that he probably is sporting the lipstick like a dog. Red dogging! Red dogging! Carmen, what the hell are you doing? I'm milking the dog. They make dog milk. No, they don't. Yeah, just hold on a minute. The fifth grader showed us how to do it. Red dogging! Come on, dog. Red dogging! How, how do you think Chip got that chip? Want to see me do a trick? Dude. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Chip, now that'll do. Would that technically be pedophilia at that point? Or, I don't know, because Beast is really young. Beast is, like, what, 15, 16 years old. But Chip is, like, a really little boy. Don't be an ageist, Sid. I mean, it's really just in the mind. I mean, when it comes to stuff like that, it's good to be an ageist, because that's predatory behavior, bro. It's an inanimate object at this point. It doesn't matter what voice is coming out of it, right? I didn't see anything. Cheer up, child. It'll turn out all right in the end. You'll see. It is not an inanimate object. He has a soul, man. All right, well, he can always be shattered on the ground if, if he tells. You 
You foul and loathe some evil little cockroach. He's not worth it. Ooh, this movie's dark. I don't think this Beauty and the Beast movie is appropriate for children. Bye. I thought it was great that they redid it, and they redid it well. Now, the last few remakes they did, like Sleeping Beauty and uh, Maleficent and stuff like that, they moved away from the musical, but they brought it back here. They picked stars that, you know, have a Broadway show presence, like the main character, who... I'm Hermione Granger. Emma Watson. I want adventure in the great white somewhere. Didn't get naked. What the fuck? My day is made. But they had uh, Josh Gad from Book of Mormon. The girls are handling it pretty well. Oh, I know what you're doing here. They've got those dreamy fireflies. Don't do it. And their nose stuck in those books. No, they don't. They are puzzled to the rest of us, these gals. Luke, isn't it amazing? God, I hate that guy. Well, I'm not sure. I would it's say my it's favorite amazing. part because you'll see Something about the Prince Charming Well, we won't discover that until the finale You just couldn't help yourself, could you? I just love love The Beast was like a famous Broadway dude And like the Gaston was a famous guy So, I mean, the singing in the movie was just fantastic uh, That's fucking awesome, man Beauty and the Beast. I remember going to see that like when I was a kid in first grade. That's so cool that you have a kid that you could go see movies like that with. Like if a guy like me goes in, you know, with no kid to watch Beauty and the Beast, they're going to be thinking I'm some kind of sex offender or something. Yeah, they're going to think it. I didn't expect to enjoy it. You know, I'm a fucking dude. I'm not going to come on my podcast for dicks and whatever and be like, I like Beauty and the Beast, but I was shocked. It was a good movie. Exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Don't lie. You know, you wanted to talk about it in the show notes. I just want to touch penises with things. Is that really gay? I see it right here in the show notes. Talk about the new Beauty and the Beast. I know. I've been pushing it for several weeks. Thanks for this, guys. What do you think the next movie they should remake is? How about Aladdin? He faced galloping hordes! A hundred bad guys with swords! Who sent those goons to their lord? My Prince Ali! You know, like, we were talking about Aladdin earlier. That could be, like, really cool. It could have some sweet action scenes in it, too. Like, when he's escaping from the Cave of Wonders as it's collapsing in and all that lava, like, the molten... No! Infidels! <laughs> The tidal wave of molten gold is chasing Abu Aladdin and the carpet. Abu! Abu, this is no time to panic! Start panicking! Let's go to the next step. Let's make it a hard R. Let's do three or four sex scenes with Jasmine, you know, one with the bad guy. It's necessary to find the princess's suitor. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. And uh, maybe we'll throw the Sultan in there with, with somebody. He's fucking... Jasmine! He's always funny. Jasmine! Man, I think that... Well, you know the problem Like, is I know that. you're being, like funny just now but i think they do need to bring back that like fairy tales with kind of a horror twist how dare you all of you standing around deciding my future i am not a prize to be won dearest you've got to stop rejecting every suitor who comes to call go 
jump off a balcony, and every other stuffed shirt hey, swaggering hey, peacock wait. I've met. Her mother wasn't nearly so picky. Yeah, right. What? Uh, uh, you're right. Like, you remember Snow White, A Tale of Terror? That was like one of my favorites when I was a kid. They probably won't be able to do it for another five or ten years, but once the original audience gets old enough to appreciate stuff like that, maybe. But right now, it's too innocent. You know, they don't want to ruin the brand. Well, the problem is, if they did Aladdin like today, they'd have to be like all pro-Muslim and shit. Like all correct, and they'd have to like take a time out five times to pray towards Mecca. Or else they'd be insensitive because you know it couldn't be like just Aladdin anymore. You baby secret, she whispers just to you. Allahu Akbar. You tell me they're not going to try to cut off his hand for stealing an apple. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. Allahu Akbar. No, of course not, because Islam is a religion of peace. Sesame Street Alphabet. Allahu Akbar. Movie is so fucking racist now that I think about it. It really was, dude. They were gonna execute Jasmine for not having a man with her. The law is wrong. And that's like real shit, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the genie was serving like the white prince. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. What people don't know is there's a verse from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air song that was edited out after a few episodes. Here you go. You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase to send me on my way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket. I put my walkman on and said, I might as well kick it. First class, yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass. Is this what the people of Bel Air living like? Hmm, this might be alright. I whistled for a cab and when it came near, the license plate said, Freshen it a Dyson. They did all those shitty follow up Aladdins that were like direct video. I do not want to see you. Oh, you mean like Aladdin 2, The Return of Jafar? I thought that was pretty cool, actually. It had some good scenes in it. Uh, I don't recognize that as official Aladdin canon. What about the Aladdin TV show? Do you recognize that as official canon? Because that was pretty dope. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, that's in. What about Power Rangers? People have been saying that's really good, and it's like people that, like, shocked me. But... I hear it's a fucking killer movie. Yeah, I'm too old to be into that Power Rangers shit that was, like, past my time, so I have no dog in this fight. White nigga with all the powers. Token black guy. What the fuck is a mastodon? Jennifer, love you. All pretty from the magic school bus. Ling Ling, hurry up and bite. My mom's a fucking bitch. We're the fucking Power Rangers. But first, let's do this gay-ass fucking dance. Fucking A. I'm with you, bro. They gave me the shortest part because I'm black and I know how to dance. Whatever the black guy says. Hey, I've been buying a dinosaur chicken. Starbucks and Ugg boots. And by our powers combined, we are Captain Faggot. No, I'm joking, we're the Power Rangers. I have summoned you here to battle a great evil. But be not afraid, I see great potential in all of you. Will, within you I see great strength and durability. For that, I endow you with the power of the mighty Mastodon. I won't let you down, Zordon! Jen, your cat-like agility can be attributed to your spirit animal, the saber-toothed tiger. You are the Yellow Ranger. I can do it, Zordon! And I'm sure your knowledge of mathematics will prove invaluable. Uh, actually, I'm not very good at- Moving on, Edward, there are many reasons why I believe you embody the spirit of the Red Ranger. Whoa, 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 whoa! 
I think I see what you're doing. I'm Native American. Yes. So, Native American. Red. Maybe the Black Ranger because I'm black? No, no, no. I made you the Black Ranger because of your spirit animal. What about me? I'm Jewish, so let me guess. I'm green because that's the color of money? No! You're green because you have the power to summon the Great Dragon Zord. I can believe that. What? Well, what about Victor? What color are you going to make him? Wow. Really? Oh, well, Victor is... Victor's gonna be the other Black Ranger. Okay, so there are gonna be two Black Rangers and two White Rangers? No, uh, Kyle's the White Ranger because he's the leader, and you're the Pink Ranger because you're a girl. I mean, something, something pterodactyl. A am I really the most qualified person to be leader? I, I mean, Vicky was student council president. Don't yeah. you think she could do it? Yeah. A girl leader? Yeah. That's rich. Sorry, honey. I don't think Lord Zed is going to be scared off by your period. Whoa. You've got to be kidding me. Whoa. I don't see you doing any better, radiator face! Listen, everybody settle down. White is the leader. If Kyle was pink, that would be totally gay. Excuse me, and what exactly would be wrong with that? A gay Jew? Jesus Christ. So, I saw that movie Pacific Rim, and that was kind of cool. And I feel like this would probably be in the same vein, you know, like the mecha versus kaiju archetype power rangers was really dope as a kid i feel like each iteration of it after the original though i was never really interested in so is this going to be focusing around the original five power rangers or is this like one of the um spinoffs yeah it, it is the uh traditional they're going back to their roots power rangers but uh in pacific rim it was the the blonde dude from Sons of Anarchy with shaved head, right? Oh, damn. Maybe. Yeah, it's the dude from uh, Sons of Anarchy. His name is uh, Charles Hunnam. Charlie Hunnaman. 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 Hammurabi. Harambe. Charlie Harambe. There she is. Oh, my God. Look at her. Gypsy danger. God, so beautiful. She looks like new. Better than new. She has a double core nuclear reactor. She's one of a kind now. She always was. Did you see Sons of Anarchy? I always thought he was did not suit that character. He's like two feet shorter than everyone else in the room, and they're all like bowing down to him. He's on the guns. Call the others. It's baseball time. Great. He's the boss. He's the yeah, boss. I, I've seriously not seen that thing, and it's on my list for like one of these days before I die, so seriously, no spoilers. I just like the dynamic of the character, because he's, like, tiny. You don't ever sit on another man's bike, asshole. Well, it's, it's kind of like not a size thing, because he has the prestige of being the son of the founder of the motorcycle club. And, you know, the current president, co-founder, is his stepdad. <laughs> Let me get something straight, Rev. Some Jew gets nailed to a cross like, uh, I don't know, a thousand who gives a shit years ago. And he's going to be the magic pill that pulls all of us scumbags to happiness, freedom. Yes, it will, my brother. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
You know what God gave me, brother? You know what sets me free? Pussy. Sweet, holy pussy. You see, God, he put man on this planet for three reasons. Eating, fighting, and tearing up tight with pussy. That's enough, inmate. That, that is what cleans my dark glasses, my brother. Shut up and sit down, moron. I can't see I got the Lord in me. He wants me up. He wants me preaching. He wants me to spread the gospel. Pussy the healer. Pussy the redeemer. Can I get an amen for pussy? Let's go. You're out of here, asshole. Uh, without giving too much away, without giving too much away in the storyline, you know, as the guy is making his rise to power in the... Um, Motorcycle Doesn't have the, uh, the married with children chick in it. Fuck yeah, Peg Bundy, man. Uh, honey, why don't you just stay home and bowl me over? Because, Peg, I, I prefer a place where my balls are returned promptly. That jumping must have expanded my foot. <laughs> And I see you must have fallen on your butt a time or two. How dare you say that to my face? Well, I'd say it behind your back, but my car's only got half a tank again. I have just about had enough of you. Well, you wouldn't say that if I came with fries and a medium drink. You know medium, the size between small and you. Natural born salesman. Excuse me. Hey, do I come to the hag shop bother you when you're working? Question two. Who would you rather spend the night with? A, your wife, or B? B. <laughs> She's really good in that series, too. And to me, like, her performance and probably Ron Perlman were, like, the best in that show. Yeah. Okay, true. For confession, Ron Perlman freaks me out. I mean, he looks like a living Muppet. Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. Like, you know, he just looks so fucking weird. Hi ho! I always wanted to do that. Yeah, exactly. That's why he made such a good Hellboy. He's good at playing those creatures, man. Did, since we were talking about Beauty and the Beast earlier, does anybody remember the Beauty and the Beast series from like the late 80s, oh, early yeah, 90s uh, when Ron Sir Perlman was young? Beauty and the Beast. Catherine. Don't you understand? You must go. You must see. You must do everything you were meant to do for me, for both of us. Yeah, Sarah Connor was the uh, the chick in that. You broke my arm. There are 215 bones in the human body. That's one. Was Ron Perlman the guy? Yeah, Ron Perlman. Yeah, Ron Perlman's the beast, dude. Wow. That's... The Sarah Connor chick was the uh, love interest. Yeah, I mean, my mom watched that shit back in the day. It was, but I was like, oh man, that's some old lady show. Tell us about it, John. Everybody's mom watched that back in the day, dude. That was like a serious skittle diddle show for like our moms and grannies. Like that generation. Oh, they loved that shit. It was like Young and the Restless, and every episode had like a 15 minute scene of them like dancing in slow motion. And he, like, totally lived in the sewer or something like that? Yeah, it wasn't a castle. I remember that. Why? What the fuck? <laughs> she 
fell in love with What if it turns movie. out he wasn't a beast at all? He was just like a really hairy homeless guy or whatever. Dude, you have to have some serious game to pull uh, fucking Sarah Connor in the sewer and you look like a beast. I mean, for real. Come with me if you want to live. Be like, hey baby, wanna come down into the sewer? I could like get a stack of some old toilet paper rolls and we could chill on it and do a little and, Netflix okay, and chill. Here's, here's what's driving me nuts is the only reason I know so much about this is because there was some show on CBS at the time that I actually watched and they like ran promos for that show all the fucking time during that. Yeah, it's it's cool, John. We're not judging you, man. Was it Jag? I feel like John would be a guy that watches Jag. Oh, are you kidding me? Catherine Bell was hot. Man, Jag is so lame. I thought you said Dag for a second. I was like, yeah, dude. It's for your own good, son. Hey, you know, I think it's high time you heard Mr. McAfee's speech on drugs, Buster. Stay away from goofballs, because they make you goofy. <laughs> For the love of Pete, look at those pupils. You're goofy right now, aren't you, mister? Of course you can't. Why do you think they call it dope? Now that's the spirit. You know, cold turkey's the only way to get that monkey off your back, buddy. Sleep it off. That's right. Carry on. I don't know, man. Like, Jag... Jag... If you like lawyer shows, I think that Jag is like right up there with Matlock, you know, in quality of lawyer shows. I've never really been about those procedural dramas. Like, you'll never catch me watching like Law and Order or some shit like that. But from what I hear in that genre, Jag is like one of the all-time classics, man. Have you ever seen pictures of Catherine Bell? Like that one shoot she did for Maxim and everything? Oh my god. Yeah, she's hot, but I'm not going to sit through an hour boring show when, when she's not getting naked or even showing cleavage. I mean, look at her face, John. I mean, every once in a while, there would be some scenes where she would be like in a, a wife beater or something like that. But she was very militaristic in that show. You're right. You, you had me at wife beater. Law and Order. I hate that show. But if you watch the first five minutes of it, you cannot watch the whole hour. It's like a Pringles can. I strongly disagree, man. I'll be like, I'll be like watching it. I'll be like, what is this? Is this going to be burn notice? Oh, no, it's law order. No, it's like some crazy scene. They're like, oh, there's this mangled body. And there's this shit, this shit. And you're like, what is this fucking cool movie? And then when you're like, oh, it's just law and order. But you're like, now I'm kind of into it. Fuck. Well, you guys know the something we're No, tell us about the Ice T okay. rule. Who, whoever Ice T arrests in the first half hour is not going to be the person who did it, because he always is like, "We'll get you next time, punk." After they let him go because the DNA doesn't match or whatever. So anything that Ice T touches, totally a red herring. This is Ice T talking to you, boy. I'ma tell you what time it is. Yo, it's time for me to pump up the volume. No problem, the record's revolving. Evil's the mixer, I'm the rap trickster. Paparazzi's on the bum rush for pictures. Ice, cooling yo colder than ever. Punk executioner, he pulls a lever. Rotate the wax, then cut and axe the tracks. Push up the levels till the red lights max. Don't try to size up, you better wise up to the rap criminals. We're on the rise up, we're selling dope. Till we succeeded Dope beats and lyrics No beepers needed For this drug deal I'm the big wheel The dope I'm selling You don't smoke You feel Out on the dance floor On my world tour I'm selling dope In each and every record store I'm the kingpin When the wax spins 
Cracker smackers take you to a show and you don't need it. Just throw that stuff away. You want to get high, let the record play. And that's kind of racist in my opinion. I always thought it was weird how like he rose to power in that show and he was still calling people like foo. Like when you're like, hey, yo, you know, because he's straight, man. He's totally straight. All right. But I mean, once you get above a certain pay bracket, you can't be calling people foo anymore. Okay, here's a fun topic. What rapper would you like to see become a lawyer on Law and Order or a cop or something? Eminem. Would he be a lawyer or would he be a cop on Law and Order? He'd probably be a lawyer. He'd be like the annoying guy in the. In the... No, no, no. Eminem has got to be like the defense attorney where, like, you know, he busts into the station and everybody's like, well, who the fuck are you? And he's, and, you know, he's all dressed in like street clothes or something. And he's like, I'm their attorney. You know, slap. And they've got to let him go, you know? Yeah, and he's, like, always, like, outsmarting the cops or some shit because he's Eminem. Yeah, and then I, he calls him a little punk lawyer or something like that, and he's totally outsmarting the, uh, the, the Hispanic dude who's the district attorney now. And then Ice-T goes, I'll get you next time, and then Eminem turns to him and goes, you used to be cool. Cut scene. Boom. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, next season, they're going to have a big thing. The return of Eminem as the defense lawyer in a new shocking case ripped from the headlines. Dude, did you guys ever think that we are wasting our time being podcasters? We should be writers for Law & Order. Man, the, the people who are the writers from Law & Order, they're so totally in a union or some shit because they are the laziest motherfuckers that ever existed. I mean, they haven't had an original thought on that fucking show in decades. Literally decades. Dun dun. <laughs> you just had to do it, didn't you? You couldn't wait until. Yeah, you couldn't wait to put in the actual. When you were fucking putting the actual sound effect. In. This is like you, you know, had to just fucking. You had to just put it in. You just had to. <laughs> something else that drives me nuts because, like, if this were the real world, how many times would Benson no longer be a cop? But that bitch, nothing can stick to her. Oh my god, how many things has she totally fucked up, and now she's like in charge of it? Well, she's hot, right, John? By your logic, people will watch the show, and and she doesn't have to take her shirt off. I, okay, I'm, this might be an unpopular theory, but she never was that hot, and she is not that hot now, especially because she's, like, pushing 60. I just don't discriminate. A woman's a woman, you know? Hey, bring it on. If she's already had menopause, you don't have to wear a condom, right? Because you don't get her pregnant. They give the best blowjobs, no teeth. You see, Sid, you just hit on the plot for a Law & Order thing. They'd be like, but she's been through menopause. How did she get pregnant? And then, like, they'd come back with, like, oh, it turns out it wasn't her after all, you know, or, like, they fucking impregnated it or something like that. You've got an entire 45 minutes that you can dance around. It was Eminem the whole time, man. It was Eminem the whole time in a dress. Now he's on the stand, and, like, the bailiff comes out, and they're like, all rise, but he's still sitting down, and then the bailiff's like, will the real Slim Shady please stand up will the real slim shady please stand up oh, oh. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen will the real slim shady please stand up and then tim what dunk dunk in there all right so um i think the key piece of evidence that's gonna get him convicted is there's gonna be a pencil they find in the old lady's room with teeth marks on it oh, she doesn't have any teeth oh. See, this is an idea. We should actually do this. An entire Law & Order episode based on, like, uh, freaking uh, Eminem lyrics. And it starts off with, like, two trailer park girls running naked around the outside of the place they were just raped. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. 
that sounds awesome. And then they're gonna take purple pills, golden seals. Oh, we'll throw some D12 in there. Yeah, and like, um, you know, they're gonna have some guy that spits in iced tea's hash browns or whatever. They're spitting in your onion rings, that's what it is, right? And every single person is a slim shady lurking. He could be working at Burger King, spitting on your onion rings. Or in the parking lot, circling, screaming, I don't give a fuck. With his windows down and the system up. So will the real shady please stand up and put one of those fingers on each hand up? And be proud to be out of your mind and out of control. And one more time, loud as you can. How does it go? They should put Farva on that show. And he'd be like, what the fuck's a liter of cola? Give me a uh, liter of cola. A what? A liter of cola. Liter of cola. Do we make liter of cola? Well, you just order a large Farva. I don't want a large Farva. I want a goddamn liter of cola. What is the name? Broken Lizard hasn't made a movie in forever. And I feel like they hit it so hard with Super Troopers. Do you want to dip a size your meal for a quarter more? Want me to punch a size your face for free? They just got done with Super Troopers 2. That's coming out soon, man. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They're, they're coming out with Super Troopers 2. They just wrapped film in it. What's up, fatso? Farva. Why the hell you pulled me over? We're prepping to shoot a sequel. Gotta get in pullover shape. It's, it's, it's hot cream. We're making a sequel? Uh, well, yeah, by we, he meant, uh, us, you know, because it's like, the title of the film is Super Troopers 2, Thorny and Rabbit. Sounds like a rom-com. Is Huge Jackman in it? <laughs> he was great in Van Helsing. You know how fast you were going? Oh, fuck. God damn it, Father, we're trying a new bit. Wait, these guys are in the sequel, too? Why would you tell them? It was, uh, uh, yeah, look, uh, they're in the movie, too. The actual title of the film is Super Troopers 2, Thorny Rabbit. Mac and Foster. You guys are dicks. Fine, I'll make my own sequel. Super Troopers 2. Farva's got a huge cock. No stuntman in that movie. I'm gonna go make it right now. See you later. Broken Lizard is also coming out with Slammin' Salmon. Check that out. Meet Drapes. What kind of name is that? Um, it's, um, it's Madropody, sir. It's, uh, it's Greek. This says Meet Drapes. It's actually pronounced, um, Madropodes. Well, why doesn't it sound like that when I say it? Pigs are eating is the blackened cod. It's blackened because it's gone bad. Champ is offering a prize to the top-selling waiter. First place gets $10,000. Last gets a broken rib sandwich. What did y'all think of uh, Club Dread, though? It was pretty awesome. And the thing is, I watched it for Farva to be like an idiot moron, but he was like kind of like some zen surfer guy. It just wasn't... I'm gonna cut against the grain like usual and say my favorite one from them is beer fest that one was great look the little one looks like he has pubic hair all over his head it's okay it works yeah because you have a dick face whoopsie daisy i accidentally pushed his singy off <laughs> <laughs> the eye of the Jew. He's got the eye of the Jew. Thanks, our anchorman. But it, every and, character and, was pretty much the same, though, because Farva went back to being a moron. But it's it's really freaking Will Forte who makes that movie, though. Baron Ludwig von Wolfhausen, our great-grandfather, the most legendary brewmeister in all the Deutschland. He perfected the von Wolfhausen beer recipe. It was the greatest beer in all the world. I'd lo- I just want you to call me Lunchbox or whatever his name is. Just in his remembrance. <laughs> so it's like. Landfill? 
You're alive? No. I'm not Landfill. I'm Landfill's twin brother, Gil. Gil? Gil. I taught Landfill everything he knew about drinking beer. I want to fulfill his legacy by taking his place on your drinking team. You must be Fink. How'd you know? Landfill told me everything about you. I feel like I know all you guys. <laughs> so we won't have that awkward get to know each other stage. Perfect. Perfect. And if I could just ask one favor. Name it. If it wouldn't be too uncomfortable, I was hoping maybe you guys could call me Landfill in honor of him. Yeah, sure, sure. Sure. It would be like we never lost Landfill. Landfill? It would be an honor if you would join us. Just like the guy had never died. Yeah, I know. That's fucking hysterical. Did you ever see the movie he was in called Strange Wilderness? He was a total creep in that movie, man. You know, if they ever remake Full Metal Jacket, he should totally be the Private Pile character because he looks just like him. It's a good call. Get your fat ass over there, Private Pile. Oh, that's right, Private Pile. Don't make any fucking effort to get up to the top of the fucking obstacle. If God wanted you up there, he would have miracled your ass up there by now, wouldn't he? Say yes, sir. Get your fat ass up there, Pile. Say yes, sir. What the hell is the matter with you anyway? I'll bet you if there was some pussy up there on top of that obstacle, you could get up there, couldn't you? Say yes, sir. Who would they get to play uh, Joker, though? It should totally be somebody like that guy that's on Saturday Night Live right now, and he was, like, doing those AT&T commercials. What the fuck's his name? What's better, doing two things at once or just one? Two! Two! two. You sure? I am absolutely positive. Two times is awesome. The thing I can do is wave my head and wave... That's amazing. I've never seen anything like that. Look, Hold on, I'm watching this. The guy who does the weekend update? No, 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 not not Colin Jost. Um, Beck Bennett, that's the guy I'm thinking of. He should totally be Private Joker. Because he's a joker. Nope. Yeah. He's a smoker. He's a man that... Mm. No. I think it should be that Gillespie guy, the Big Bang Theory dude, because he looks a lot like Joker. Did you ever see the interview with Jared Leto that... It, he talked about all these different scenes that they edited out of the movie, and they basically edited Joker out of the movie. And when they're doing editing and stuff like that, he was pissed at the director. Different, at, different Joker, dumbass. No, but I'm just talking about Joker now because it got me thinking about Joker. What do we have here? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna kill me, Mister J? What? Oh, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna hurt you really, really bad. But that movie would have been completely different with a darker storyline. There's nothing Squad would have been. And here's a call for like the drill sergeant. It should totally be Vin Diesel. Oh, oh dude. or The Rock, dude. You can yeah, get Vin the Diesel rock or to do The Rock. The Rock's a little bit too comedic, though. You know, like because it couldn't resist doing the people's eyebrow or something. You know, but get no. Vin Diesel. Yeah, in there. but. So why don't we get, like, Stone Cold in there? He's a little haggard, older, but he's still fucking yell like a Fucking Stone Cold is... Like, he couldn't fit into a military uniform. Oh, my God. And not because of muscle, because he's... Stone Cold has totally done the thing that most wrestlers do when they stop wrestling, which is, like, turn into a knee replacement candidate. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had a pretty rough dude, but the one thing I will say for Stone Cold is that he hasn't tried to make, like, a sad comeback. And Ric Flair... 
was one of the greatest of all times. They like jet airplanes. Woo! They like long limousines. They like fine clothes. They like lovely ladies. And in Studio 54 a week ago, woo! He made so many sad comebacks. And it's just like, please don't come back to wrestling, Stone Cold. I don't know, but I didn't really value Ric Flair. Nature Boy Ric Flair! Woo! Until he started coming back and I was like, oh man, he's like a legacy wrestler. Whereas before, mm -hmm. I was like, uh, he's just not going to ever be the headliner. Like, Ric Flair needs to not wrestle. He should have just come back as like a manager, you know, and, and kind of done that bit. Like, anytime he gets in the ring, you're it's just bad wrestling. I mean, I wouldn't say that, dude. I think Ric Flair was a great wrestler, man, but it was just was. sad when, like, towards the end. Like, after his last, like, match that wasn't completely sad was probably at WrestleMania 26, I think it was, where Shawn Michaels retired him. But then he made that comeback and TNA and a few other places and it was just like oh no you suck you you'd like slap him one time and his entire body would turn red <laughs> she's like oh god no yeah i mean and they still get his old ass up in the ring every now and then and it's usually anytime he gets in the ring there's just gonna be some gimmick where it's like just one series he's recently been involved in the women's division because his daughter charlotte flair is like one of the top women wrestlers on raw right now so he was a valet to her at last year's wrestlemania and was involved in the finish of that match because he did a little he ran some interference you know i just feel like maybe he's a victim of circumstance or time but there were just so many better headliners he would never have been the main guy because you know hulk or the rock or stone gold or any of these newer guys he just were we're overshadowing him. Well, he was the top guy in his uh, territory days, but you're right. Once it came to the Monday Night Wars, he never really was the top guy ever again. Yeah, Sid, you might be able to answer this, but is he the only guy who's actually still around from like the territory days? Because I think that most of them have like retired or they're not active anymore, like, you know, totally not active. And I, I really think that he might be the last guy. Um, well, I think you might be right, man, because... Um, all the territory uh, era guys still work for the WWE. Like you would see Fit Finley, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, but they all work backstage, like as a trainer or as a, a member of the yeah. production team. Well, guys, that's about time for this week. Hit us up with all your inquiries at magicandhash at gmail.com. Tim Kempter on Facebook, magic underscore Timmy on Twitter. Hit up Sid at sidshatemail at gmail.com and hit him up on Twitter at the Sidmeister. John can always be located at his house, so don't contact him. Thanks for getting blitz with us. Peace out. Three, six, nine. Damn, you're fine. Sucky, sucky, sucky to me, baby, one more time. From the window to the wall. Till sweat drops down my balls Oh, these bitches crawl Oh, ski, ski, motherfucker Oh, ski, ski, goddamn Oh, ski, ski, motherfucker Oh, ski, ski, goddamn Show the crunk So fresh, so clean Can she fuck that question Been harassing me in the mind 
This bitch is fine, I done came to the club, I fitted in ties Can I play with your penny line? Club wanna say I need to calm down Security guard gon' sweat me now Crack a junker then a motherfucker threaten me now Three, six, nine Damn, you're fine well, Suck it, suck it, suck it to me, baby One more time From the window To the wall Until sweat drops down my balls All these bitches crawl She coming up in the club, I mean she working And I like to see the female twerking Taking her clothes off, fucking naked ATL ho, don't disrespect it But pop your pussy like this, cause Yin-yang twins in this B.I.H. Little John in the east side, boys with me And we all like to see the mass and titties Back, back, back it up 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 Stop And wiggle with it, yeah, stop And wiggle with it, yeah, stop And wiggle with it, yeah Three, six, nine Damn, you're fine Suck it, suck it, suck it to me, baby One more time From the window to the wall Until sweat drops down my balls All these bitches crawl Oh, ski, ski, motherfucker Oh, ski, ski, goddamn Oh, ski, ski, motherfucker Oh, ski, ski, goddamn Thank you. Smoke weed every day. 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 Smoke weed every day.